0: This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today's exciting episode, we're going to talk about how sedimentary rocks are formed. And we will go into some depth on that. Also, we're going to talk about quartz, a little garden that happens to grow underneath quartz, even in the most extreme heat. Very interesting article. We're going to talk about the gym of the year. Uh, We're going to talk about a huge diamond that was found up, worth upwards to $18 million. Also, we're going to have a little section on fossils. Uh, Grand Canyon footprints have been found. Also, a rare giant dinosaur was found in the belly of a mega predator and more. So we'll get into all this. First of all, I want to thank you guys for your patronage. I've been uh, out of the state for uh, about a week and a half, and uh, out in Idaho, got to visit a wonderful uh, silver mine out there called the Lucky Friday Mine. I was able to go down over a half mile in the ground. That mine actually goes almost one mile deep. Uh, It is probably just about the largest continually operating um, silver mine uh, probably in the world, but definitely in the country. It's amazing. Miles and miles of tunnels and um, just extracting that silver out of the ground as efficiently as they can. It was really uh interesting trip that I was uh, able to go on and experience that. And, uh, it was a lot of fun going down that elevator, just sailing along at some 2,000 feet per minute. Um, as I sailed down to several of the different levels uh, to look at some of the equipment that was down there and able to view the mining carts uh, running around dumping muck and dumping their ore into the ore grates to be processed and so on and so forth. So really, really exciting adventure. I was um, blessed to be able to visit that mine and would like to thank the people Um, who had me come over there for various reasons to be able to do that. And um, also, I want to thank you guys for your support. Liking, uh, you know, this is a volunteering uh, process. We have a lot of volunteers in our community. Best way to find, to get connected to our community would be to go to our blog, which is uh, Radical Rocks. At uh, blogspot, or excuse me, radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com, and I will put that link in the description of the uh, of the podcast, so you can find that. Also, we are on Parlor at hashtag Radical Rocks if you want to get connected there. We're also on MeWe, I'll have that. Um, we're also going to be putting out a new blog probably this week, any day now, as soon as I can manage to get some time. And then, um, finally, we have our YouTube videos, uh, a few of them archived there for you with some good lapidary tips and um, uh, you know, silversmithing and uh, coin rings and things like that if you're interested in anything like that. So, all we ask for is your attention. We are not uh, selling anything right now or anything like that. So let's get right into it. Let's get into today's exciting episode. Let's start with this stunning 442-carat diamond. This was found in Africa, and it is one of the world's largest. According to uh, The Sun, which can be found at www.thesun.co.uk, Uh, article was written on the 24th of August by Harry Pettit and you can find out about this uh, stone that was said to be worth up to 18 million dollars. There's a picture of it. It is an uncut uh, spectacular piece that is uh, larger than the loop Uh, which is a magnifying glass for looking at stones it is the size of a golf ball and uh, it's definitely the largest one that was mined this year uh, according to Jim Diamonds and who has the credit for the pictures and some of the information there but uh, can you imagine finding that thing this thing is a beautiful clear looking high quality stone And um, it comes from uh, Africa, where most all the diamonds have been mined. And this diamond is the largest that the company has found, which is called Jim Diamonds, since it found a 910 carat um, called the Lesotho Legend, which sold for some $40 million in 2018 um this record 144 karat whopper will be shipped to um, belgium where it is expected to be sold next month so uh pretty cool you can check that out um next let's uh talk a little bit about dinosaurs before we go into some of our keynote addresses um here in the U.S. at the Grand Canyon, a pretty unusual and exciting find happened. Uh, you can find out about this at www.sciencealert.com. And uh, Peter DockRill wrote this article on the 25th of August. It says a collapsed cliff has revealed a 330 million year old fossil footprints in the Grand Canyon. Now, I always debate that the the dates are really uh, wild speculation at best with the accuracy of these uh, dating techniques. But some people really stand behind them, so I quote them. Um, These are ancient tracks that uh, are imprinted here in the Grand Canyon. And the really wild thing is they would have never found them. This was on the side of a cliff. So there was really no way of going there. And this rock just happened to slip out of the cliff and fall down. And one thing that's really cool about this article that you might want to look at is that there's actually a science to these tracks. And they can kind of tell what the tracks are. Now, this was a, a vertebrae, an animal with a vertebrae. They feel it was a, from shell, uh, shelled egg-laying animals like reptiles and um, living in the sand or the dunes or maybe the mud who knows Um, but they found this path um, called the bright angel trail where these fossils were and you can look at this and they have a map of the footprints and how the animal would have walked and left its tracks a particular way so that they can kind of um, identify what what these were and and how they walked. So pretty interesting here, right here in the U.S. in the Grand Canyon. Uh, next, very unusual fossil. This is found at uh, www.winknews.com. Uh, the art author is Sophie Sophie Lewis of CBS News. It was um, published on August 23rd and updated on the 24th. A well-preserved giant reptile was actually found in the belly of a prehistoric mega-predator. Now, the the Icatosaurus is not always thought to be such a predator because its teeth are kind of flat. Uh, this is a dolphin-like creature, a giant creature of the sea. And um, they had these flat teeth, so they weren't really sure. But sure enough, they found in the stomach... This prehistoric, um, they feel like, ocean reptile. Um, see if I can remember how to say the name of this creature. I actually looked up a little bit of information on it. Tali- Taliosaurus. Um, and if you look that up, I looked it up on uh, CBSnews.com. There was an article on a prehistoric reptile. Uh, skewed its prey with its teeth on the roof of its mouth. Another article, but it talks about this Taliosaurus and um, how these were, there's only been a couple found, one in Oregon and one in China. So there's very few of these being found, but um, they were pretty ferocious predators themselves. And uh, these giant uh, ichthyosaurs woods swallowed this thing just about whole, ripped its tail off and damaged its leg. And amazingly, most all of the bones are intact from these fossils. So um, look that up if you want to find out some more information about those really interesting fossils. So that's about all the fossil news I have. Um, I did see a, uh, a note for the Seymour Library, which is actually in New York, Uh, It says the page offers homeschooling resources, and it said that uh, some of those things were earth science and um, uh, like rocks and minerals and things like that. And I spent some time on their actual website looking for it um, because I know a lot of people are homeschooling right now, and I could not find it, but I didn't do a complete exhaustive search. But there was a lot of resources there for homeschoolers. You just go to the uh, lookup Seymour Library and um, go to homeschooling under services and you can find a lot of services there maybe you'll find the one on rocks and minerals now here's something that i thought was uh kind of funny um this article is called smart news uh it's found at www.smithsonianmag.com and um the article is called desert moss beats heat by growing under quartz crystals now if you've ever been in the desert and you've collected um collected uh rocks and minerals, you already know this. You already know that it's like you'll lift up this kind of white bull quartz and um you'll lift it up and you'll see like this moss growing under you go, "Oh, wow, that's weird." Well, I guess, you know, it's getting just the right climate underneath that. But apparently Uh, This is dated uh, August the 21st. Apparently, um, scientists never knew this. I guess we didn't really think that it was that um, incredible to go tell them. We just thought it was interesting and moved on to the next rock. But um, scientists were looking at mosses in the desert, and one of the students there just uh, noticed, hey, how come there's this green moss underneath this quartz so they decided to do more study and dig in deeper and they found that the quartz um, gives uh, shelters the moss and gives just enough sunlight and protects the ground beneath keeps it cooler keeps the moisture there keeps the humidity level up and allows these mosses to grow underneath this and uh, even when it gets when the temperature gets cold um, living under the rock of course will add some heat to it and keep it warmer at night So, some interesting things here. I'm just kind of, it's not in the article, but I was just kind of wondering, like, I wonder if they thought about um, using these properties for greenhouses and things like that. Uh, We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Maybe I better patent that idea really quick before someone beats me to it. Now, for our keynote address. How are sedimentary rocks formed? Now I'm quoting an article by Carly Dodd on August 20th, um, found at www.worldatlas.com, and uh, it's a really uh, pretty decent article. Pretty. Pretty um, to the point. Sedimentary rocks is uh, something that uh, probably most rock hounds are very aware of, but uh, a refresher is always in order. Now, the main contributors to sedimentary rock formations are going to be erosion, precipitation, and weathering, natural weathering, and also lithification and uh, dissolution. So we're going to talk about those things. If you're not familiar with them, some of the more common types of sedimentary rocks are going to include sandstone, shale, limestone, and coal. And there's two types of sedimentary rocks referred to either as detritus or chemical. Okay. Now, sedimentary rocks are just buildups of sediment. That means they form over a long period of time. Um, Other rocks break down, whether they're metamorphic or igneous, they break down. um, The ones that came up from the earth under the great pressure and heat, they break down into these um, granules and grains and dust and uh, pieces. And these rocks um, change in the environment um, because of the erosion, precipitation, weathering like wind, uh, lithification and dissolution. So... We're going to talk about those two things in a minute. But the phenomenon slowly eats away at the, at the rock surfaces and washes these sediments together to build up into new formations. Some of the common types of sedimentary rock include sandstone, shale, limestone, and coal. In all cases, these debris, which are either organic material or inorganic material, they slowly form into what is typically a soft, dry, porous type rock. Two types of sedimentary rocks are the detritus or chemical. Now, the detritus sedimentary rocks are formed when rock fragments or details or sediments accumulate over time. And again, they can be organic, like from plant material and such, or dead animals, or they can be inorganic, um, just things found in, natu- in nature. These detrital rocks come together under great pressure usually over a long period of time and they will form new rocks so coal is a great example of one that would be organic right because this is made up of dead decaying vegetation or animal um, matter which is under great pressure and then becomes a rock right so some of the other things uh, uh, inorganic detritus rocks Conversely, are made up of non-living things and are classified as clastic. From this means when other rock particles or minerals accumulate and are compacted over many years and a lot of pressure, um, that's what it is. It is a clastic. So sandstone is probably the most well-known uh, because it is compressed from decomposed, uh, you know, bits of rock that have uh, broken down and then compa- and compacted. Now, chemicals are also another process. Chemical rocks are formed by the accumulation of certain chemicals, usually calcium. Uh, It goes on over time. Examples of this are limestone, where calcium carbonics uh, precipitate and collects at the bottom of the sea, or can do it in caverns in the earth as well. Similarly, um, you can find this like in caves when you see stalactites and stalagmites, which... uh, Stalagmites um, are have hold on with all their might, and stalactites hang tight, right? So they're made of these calcium uh, carbonic deposits, and there's many examples of these that uh, we can see in many different ways and types of sedimentary rocks, um, and the way that they can be formed. So natural causes uh, uh, can have uh, chemical interactions. Rocks are broken down or built up in various ways. And over time with pressure again, these sedimentary rocks transform from these debris into solid rock. Now, here's some different ways which sedimentary rocks can be formed. First of all, of course, there's erosion. This breaks down um, sedimentary rock, it breaks down. uh, This is what causes sedimentary rock, rather. This is what forms sedimentary rock, is erosion, wind, water, rain breaks it down the friction of elements against the earth's surface erode the rock even a glacier can grind rock into powder turning it into these small sedimentary process uh, particles and debris um, and large boulders and hill slides all these things create dust and debris such as sand and mud rivers of course so weathering um, also slowly erodes away these large rocks and boulders and breaks them down into debris such as sand and mud. You can see that um, from canyons and waterfalls. And uh, they actually carve right through the ground and produce sedimentary rocks along the riverbed. Also, rain can break down rock, leaving behind mineral rocks and particles, and the mud uh, and sand is what forms these sedimentary rocks. As it's deposited from these rivers, um, during the flood times and as the river slowly eats down you can sometimes see these deposits on the sides of the riverbank dissolution is another process which breaks down the larger rock into sediment um, it haps, it happens due to chemical weathering um, such as acid rain climate change um, and so-called greenhouse gases can be um, the cause of acid rain which eats away at stone and rock. Lithification. Now, lithification is a way that new sedimentary rocks are formed. Sediments consist of debris and minerals, and these small rock particles, they're built up gradually and compressed to form new rocks. So, lithification specifically is when mud, clay, and sand and other sediments are pressed under the weight of water the sediments could be found at the bottom of oceans or lakes compressed over a great span of time and then sometimes they're uplifted up onto dry land again so that you can see this solid rock mass that was formed once down deep in the uh, under a body of water or whatnot. Precipitation um, of course we think about this in rain but in a chemical sense it has another meaning when a liquid precipitates it separates liquid in this case, water from any precipitates. So these things that are insoluble uh, solids that are found within the solution, all these solids, they're 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 suspended in the rain, and the rain evaporates, the water evaporates or precipitates into the atmosphere and leaves behind these chemicals or minerals um, when the rain when the rainwater is left behind, and that forms a type of sedimentary rock which often is found in dried up bodies of river uh, beds, in the water of river beds. So hopefully that was a little bit of information on um, sedimentary rocks that you found interesting. You can look at the article if you want to see more. With that, I'd really like to thank you guys for um, participating in the show and the community. And uh, let me know what you're thinking. We'll try to get some more content out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.